Welcome to Self-Created Podcast, two gem-loving gems talking all things health, beauty, local, and culture. It's Shanika. It's Jen. And it's the Self-Created Podcast. So happy February, you guys. New month, new opportunities, um, just new beginnings. Well, every day is a new beginning. Every day you wake up. Well, okay, I should not say that. You wake up every day because if you don't (laughs) wake up, you're good. Um, As soon as your eyes open, you know... Great. New opportunities. Yeah. Be grateful. Thankful for it all. Yes. Happy um, Black History Month. Okay. Sorry. Happy Black History Month to the white people. Because <laughs> it's Black History 365 over here. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. sure. Happy Black History Month. Is <laughs> <laughs> extra Black this month. <laughs> My brother... Okay, did you ever see the movie um, CB4, Subblock 4 with Chris Rock? Girl, forever three days ago, but yes. <laughs> okay. I, okay, first of all, so we went and saw that in movie theater when we were huh? on a military base, and this is when we got movies so late, and they showed yes. up random times. I don't know why my parents allowed me, like, at eight, nine years old to go see that movie. At I think all. because they were like, whatever, all the kids are at the house. <laughs> but I saw that in the theater. Anyways, my brother posted the clip from it where he's like, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm, and black, I'm black, y'all. y'all. And, and I'm, I'm black, 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 y'all. Because I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, and black, 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 y'all. I'm, I'm black on the black kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have not stopped singing that. <laughs> Somebody else posted that clip, and I could not. I just, I just how movie is a hot fucking mess. Oh, it's such a mess. But you know what? It, it, it's so funny because anytime I will see a Chris Rock movie or Eddie Murphy movie, it always reminds me that they, you know, their SNL. Um, alumna or alumni excuse me and because mm-hmm. most of them who are the, like those comedians that make those movies all have like a thing that they do that's very much of their culture like Adam yeah. Sandler he be making Adam Sandler movies with all mm-hmm. his home people and mm-hmm. it's very much culturally relevant to him yeah he's, yeah because he's got yeah yeah like the Rob Schneider yes. and all but of I them. will say that he will like he and Chris Rock will do movies oh yeah they'll they do. have like a that relationship mm-hmm. um but I love it I love Chris Rock's movies and stuff like that because they just they are they're blackity black <laughs> Cause that's all he. Knows. That movie, I don't know why. That movie's a hot fucking mess. Is it such a that movie? Cause that oh. was like the time it came out. It was like NWA was popular, yes. Um, yes. and then like the Afrocentric style, you know, um, yes. groups were here. <laughs> Backpackers and everything. Oh, girl, it was, it was a time capsule for that period. Sure. Oh my God. Um, but sh- speaking of SNL, shout out to mm. Keenan, who mm-hmm. is like the longest running cast member ever on SNL. Really? Yes. And I just like. That's another Black history fact. Come exactly. On. And he has a show coming out. Um, and I, it just kind of makes me proud. Like, it's not like he was like my favorite, but I, it's just nice from my childhood to see him start from all that. So like, oh, really, that. he like really put in the work. Like he did, he, did. he really and, put in the work and he transitioned it into like, 
like it was already a career for him but sometimes with child stars that jumped into adulthood can be real treacherous and he he did it and i just like how you know a lot of them they get on snl and then they want something bigger they want the movies and this and that but he's just like no my money's secured i'm staying here and it's such a good testing ground it's such a good proving ground like it's like having like i call it it's like having a a good corporate job or whatever you don't have to necessarily be corporate it's like having a good job you got good benefits it's steady pay and you're like I'm going to continue to work here, but I'm also going to do my passions on the side and your main job's like, go ahead, girl, do what you need to do. Have fun. We stray as long as it, you know, don't do too much. We cool. And he's able Mm -hmm. to do that because he's still able to do his movies. He's now doing the host of, isn't he the host of all that or something? It's something on Nickelodeon. I know he's, he's doing that. He's doing the Nickelodeon awards, I think. Okay, that's cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's just it's just cool to see that you know. I love he, it. He, he he truly put in the work and he had, good for and him. I'm, I'm so glad, and I'm I'm hoping because I remember when he was introduced on Saturday Night Live, I was, I was like, like, what? Keenan? And I didn't think he would last this long. I mean, I say that he wasn't funny, but you know, it is a predominantly white mm-hmm. centric, white pre- preferenced mm-hmm. show. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So um, in today's episode, my spirits are going to drag me. <laughs> but they're not dragging just you, my dear. It's like the spirits, the spirits are like, oh, babies, come, 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 come. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So just a little like prologue. <laughs> I've been going through it just like negative talk, just like really bad. I don't know why really nothing's really triggering me necessarily, but just having negative talk. I am someone that overthinks things. I am someone that assumes stuff that like will play out a situation in my head that may not even happen. So I'm basically someone that like trips when there ain't nothing to be tripping about. <laughs> we anxious over here, yo. We anxious. <laughs> okay. okay. See, look, I could have just said I'm anxious and I just gave y'all the run around. That's who we are. <laughs> who we are. Because, like, seriously, I would have said the same thing, and then you would have been like, yes, we're anxious. And I was like, shit, that, that was the word. I was... <laughs> so, I'm anxious. And um, I just gotta do better. Um, and the main thing... Okay, so it's last week, you know, I'm out at the market, so the city market. Shop Sebastian Harper. Follow me, y'all. And... Um, I can't, I was texting Janelle about something and she was like, I'm sending you warm vibes. I was like, yes. I was you like, it was cold. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, because oh, I was texting and I was uh, messing up. And I was like, sorry, my fingers are cold. And she was like, send me warm vibes. I said, fuck the warm vibes. Send me the money vibes. You know, I'll fly out later. And right. She was like, okay, I'll <laughs> switch it up. I did. I was like, all right, let me switch up these vibes. Mm. And hey, let me tell you, the sales have been good lately. So, um, so she was like, I tapped into your spirits a little bit. And this is what they said. Okay. First of all, she didn't tap into my spirits. My spirits opened the door, told her to take off her shoes and have a seat. And did she want tea or water? I just finished baking a cake. Would you like a slice? Let's have a conversation. My spirits ain't about shit. They don't know loyalty. They are not. The spirits are hoes, and you know what they say about hoes. Hey, loyal. They some aunties. 
And what happened was they're that <laughs> gossipy grandmother at that funeral who knows everybody's business. All the business. And their and their business business. <laughs> I mean, but all of this to say they weren't wrong. <laughs> That's what makes you be like so like mm, with it. Cause it's like, how you how but but it was funny because like seriously I was I told her I said oh I'll you know I I'll I'll send the vibes as well as you know I'll douse for you so I don't I think we had we had a okay about dousing yeah about dousing and what that is so we'll find it and link it and you can listen to it but anyway quite possibly but for not give just a quick refresher right so dousing um is they, um, you you have a, a rod and it's actually called a dousing rod and people have used it before to find like water and stuff and um, but you can also use the rod to um, align energies because you know we are all energy um, and there's different spectrums of energy you have light you have color you have well that yeah you have sound you have all these different types of energies but also that energy that we emit as well as um, receive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so things connect on different energies, different levels, um, frequencies, blah, blah, blah. Well, the dousing rod allows you to um, clean and clear depending on the different energy levels and the different energy areas. So you have like dimension, like interdimensional, you have different levels, you have um, directions like northeast, southwest, mm-hmm. um, you have layers, you know, there's different layers in the world. So anyway. All metaphysical woo-woo shit. Anyway, um, spirit can communicate via different channels. Um, and usually when you clear yourself, it allows you to have a clearer channel and be able to um, interact with spirit a lot better. And for some people, you know, spirit is like the Holy Spirit. Some people, they have what's called like higher masters, like Jesus is considered a higher master. And there's other individuals as well. Um, so depending on your, you know, spiritual pension you might have certain ones that you communicate but we also all have angels and spiritual guides that surround us right some people are tapped in more to them than others right Right. and your spiritual guides can be you know ancestors they can be you know um they can be actual angels that are given to you by god or whatever you know universe however you want to look at it I just want to step in and say, this is also just like, I like the way you're explaining it because this isn't the, you know, quote unquote devil devil shit and I'm a Christian stuff. This is something that like can synchronize with whatever beliefs you have. Right. Exactly. Because I mean, the beliefs all correlate in some part because they come from, you know, they come from us. So, and they're gifted to us. So depending on where you feel, how you believe, whatever, some people more on this side of the left and some people are more on this side of the spectrum on the right, whatever, but they there. <laughs> so, and if you choose not to believe, that's your choice. That's you. That is all on you. Um, but anyway, so when you clear, it allows you to have a better um, connection, right? And for me, kind of like when I was talking with Jay, you know, I won't say necessarily clairvoyant, as like, cause I know there's different levels of clairs and stuff, but being able to talk to God or talk to Jesus has always been a part of not only myself, but you know, my community culture, you know, I um, mm-hmm. prescribe as being a Christian. Mm-hmm. So having a connection and talking to spirit is very much a thing, right? Well, spirit talks 
And depending on you and spirit's communication and relationship, there are certain things that might be said. So for some people, it's more of a very, I call it ethereal type of thing. It's just like a feeling. It's a peace. It's a light, whatever. Um, Mine are very much similar to people. Um, So they will come at me with the full force of like, like an auntie, like an uncle, and get all up in my business because they they know my business because they right here like they they here (laughs) that was my spirit right there you know so as well as I do believe that you know angels surround me um as well as you know my ancestors who you know tap in every once in a while to check out see what's going on with their descendants like yeah definitely yeah so anyway that day when she was talking about money vibes whatever I was like all right cool um I said, well, you know what? Let me douse you. Um, like and I'm all about that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> douse me, reiki me, just like that is what speaks to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I have, I'm someone that, you know, I grew up like, um, you know, my family's like Christian or whatever, but I just never fully a hundred percent jive with, and this is just my experience. I've never really jived with like the Bible all the way and the churches mm-hmm. that I went to because I just didn't agree with some of the stuff that they were saying from like my beliefs that I had. Um, mm-hmm. But as I got older, you know, I realized it's just kind of like up to me to create my own thing. Um, mm-hmm. I do think, you know, because like when I talked to you about people before, they'd be like, so you don't believe in the Ten Commandments? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm going to just go around killing people. I mean, like, come on now. Like, give me a break. <laughs> you know, so that was like one thing. It was like some people like were like, well, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. And I'm like, it's okay. That's great. But what do you feel? It's okay to go against the book. And I was looked at like as bad, you know, if mm-hmm. I thought that way or whatever. So, right. but it's parables. This, <laughs> but this <laughs> type of stuff like speaks to me. And, you know, I do believe like the afterlife, like you gotta be good or, you know, I'm not trying to be tortured, you know, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I read the Inferno by Dante. Okay. Um, so no. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I like, so as I've gotten older and I started pulling back in things I was always interested in, like the tarot and crystals and whatnot, like I've, I've now more connected to myself. So when I hear about things like dousing and, um, you know, I first heard, heard told Janelle about it because I was following Kate Hudson and her mom had gotten her rods for her birthday and she's mm-hmm. like, just hold them. They'll give you answers. I was like, bitch, I need rods. <laughs> I don't have the rods, but I do have like, you know, these selenite yes. um, wands and stuff and mm-hmm. selenite's very powerful. So sometimes I'll sit with these mm-hmm. or, you know, I have like the flat stone or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so like, I don't have those necessarily, but I do have other things that I can use to just like really center me. Um, and so then Janelle was like, oh yeah, I know about wands, you know? And then she was like telling me, um, and it's so funny because I'm just like, here I am I'm telling Janelle about some more crazy shit I want to learn about. She's like, oh yeah. I'm crazy too. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's do like, it. Let's do it. I, I tell people, I was like, yes, I go to church, but I'm still a woo-woo bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, the, that's why I was. And that's the quote of the episode. <laughs> I'm like fiercely writing it down. <laughs> I 
Like, I love my Jesus. Trust and believe. I really do. Me and Jesus, we tight. We is tight, okay? Because Jesus be dragging me just as much as my spirit guides and angels. He be like, go talk to her because she on, she, on she on that fuck shit. <laughs> and I need her to come back. <laughs> that quote is written. <laughs> so I will pull out my crystals and I will pull out my, my sage and all that yes. other stuff and be like, I will clear the atmosphere as they like to say, you know, there's a whole song. You got to clear the atmosphere, bring up a sweet aroma, you know, and be like, Lord, talk to me because I am over here. And he's like, so first of all, ain't nobody tell you to go there in the first place. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So all of this to say that finally over the years, I finally have come to like where it's all just connecting for me, you yes. know. Yes. And it's awesome. You know, we all have to have our own path, journey, revelation to our our spiritual center right mm -hmm. and how we connect into that and how we utilize it to our best you know to our best interest we need a locus mm -hmm. of control and for me mm -hmm. I look at that as God is an entity outside because when you think about your yourself and how you connect into to the greater it can be very much depressing because it's like mm -hmm. you're like this big in the second of the yeah. entirety and then you're like i am but just one um but when you look at how in the collective how we can all how we all are connected then it allows you to have some type of not only just grace and mercy with yourself but also um an understanding and a purpose outside of yourself right yeah uh, so it's not so much self centered and focused in a negative way it's more of by getting myself together by being kind and gentle to myself by loving on myself I'm also loving the overall collective and I'm also being a better person not only for myself but for everyone else and we right. all you know get the benefit of that right and it helps to loosen up the whole loneliness because you're not out here alone right no not at all not so, at all listen too long didn't read just be a nice person believe what you want just do no harm, take no shit. Yeah, be kind, yo, be kind. Unless yeah. you're my spirit. Which, let's come back to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> a segue. So after now explaining all that woo-woo stuff. So I was like, oh, let me go ahead and douse her real quick and line her energy so that way she can, you know, bring in that money. Cause you know, money is an energy, right? Ugh, I love when you do this. Cause remember I had you tap in on someone before. Yeah, and I was like, I are you ready? Are you uh, ready? Uh, <laughs> I was like, you ain't gonna like this, but I, and I asked her up front, I was like, are you sure? And you're like, yeah. I said, no, because uh, it's not me, girl. I literally put, and that's the other thing when you douse, you have to align yourself so that way you can truly be a vessel. So you have to put your own biases and your own ideas aside mm -hmm. and be like, okay, it's not mine. It's, it's, it's what spirit is, what God is, what energy is, is saying. Right. And so for that particular instance, I was like, I had a certain type of perception about that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna put this aside. And as soon as I did that, it was like, <laughs> and I was like, I swear it's not me. I swear it's not me. <laughs> you were basically told to go F off. <laughs> Right. So with this particular instance, 
it was like, I'm just aligning her for money. And Spirit was like, oh, oh, we got doors opening. Hey, girl. Hi. So we've been wanting to say some things. And I was like, oh, I I, I was just doing for my." And they were like, yeah, yeah, about that money. Come, 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 come. And like she said, it was like they opened up a door, grabbed my arm. Hey, girl, I know you're not doing nothing. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And I was just like texting her and I'm like, hold on y'all. Like, wait a minute. Can I say this sentence? Can I, can I go ahead and finish this? And I had to switch over to Voxer because I was like, I can't type this fast. I just, it's coming too fast. And I it was intense. I mean, long story short, (laughs) I've been self-sabotaging. I haven't been the kindest to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's true. And like always, I just wasn't treating myself like by my thoughts, my, the way I was eating, you know, like just everything. I just wasn't being kind. I was definitely comparing myself. Comparison is the thief of joy. I was just doing all the things I know I shouldn't do, but I was just like, I'm going to do it anyways. Sometimes you, you indulge in selfness, like in that regard, in the negative sense. And I mean, it's just a part of the, the quote unquote, I won't say balance, but like, we just swing, you know what I'm saying? It's that pendulum. And sometimes you swing over to a side that's more yin. And sometimes you swing to a side that's more yang. Sometimes you swing to a side that's more negative. Sometimes you swing to a side that's more positive. It's just like where we sit at that time. But that's why I was, when I tapped in and they were telling me the things, you know, it was very much, I was telling her, I said, look, I'm telling you these things. Please don't take this as me being harsh or being mean or anything, because this is what I'm getting. I said, but at the same time, like some of this also pertains to myself. I said, so what I'm trying to do is really hone in on your part. So that way it's, it's yours. And then my stuff, I'll, me and my spirit, will have a conversation and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it done. But yeah, it was very much, I think, a topic that overarches a lot of people is the self-sabotaging, the lack of worth, like self-worth, and listening to basically these lies. And the lies can be planted in so many different ways from stuff that you may have heard over her when you were a kid. And, you know, when you're a child, you're ability to take things in context isn't the same because you just don't have that. You don't have context, right? So you take things as face value, especially if they're given to you from a parent because, you know, their word is the only word that you know. So you just take it as truth and it may not be truth, right? Because as we get older, we realize our parents are just as much as adults as we are. So they are valuable. Right. Um, could be societal, could be cultural. You know, we, we pretty, we live in a very much, um, not purpose driven, but a image driven society and so many forms of media influence who we are, influence what we think, influence what we believe. We get a lot of different um, impressions, you know, advertising, that's the whole point, you know, marketing, same thing. And so we take some of that information and tie it to truth to us. And it may not be the best. It may not align with who we are. So these beliefs start to be created in our lives and in our heads. And we take it and it digs deeper in our subconscious. And it's just like it's fat. Like, oh, you know, my name is Janelle and I believe X. And then you carry that belief with you for God knows how long. And it's not until you sit and you start doing some excavation and being like, hey, 
when did I start believing this and why? And that's like the whole point of like self-discovery. And um, what's the other word that I'm looking for? Um, it's self-discovery, but it's self-exploration. That's the other one. Um, that's why journaling is such a great thing because you're able to kind of like yeah, absolutely. ask the questions and dig even deeper and come up with some information that you may have either forgotten or repressed or put away. Self-awareness is another one. Being aware of why you think the things that you do and how they serve you, if they serve you type of thing and doing something about it. If they don't serve you, how are you going to change it? So that's kind of why I was like, when she said, let's do our episode on this. I was like, yo, this is great because it speaks to, you know, the greater context of the conversations going on right now, which is, you know, illusions are starting to be revealed. They're starting to be lifted. Um, this illusion that you're not enough, this illusion that you're not worthy, this illusion that you have to go and do and be and do, you know, to be a person of worth. And, you know, people are realizing that that's not true. Um, also that your actions do affect others. And, you know, that selfishness in regards to, oh, it's only about me, eh, not really it really is just, it's you plus, and you decide, and sometimes you don't even decide um, what that plus is, you know, for your family, if you're part of a unit, if you're part of a team, if you're part of community, then you play a part in that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right, the things I need to work on, and I'm sharing it to hold myself accountable and you know maybe there's someone else out there too that that's what I was like when you said I was like yo this is such a good topic to all right so things basically that I need to work on is um accepting abundance Mm -hmm. believing that I'm a worth um abundance like Mm -hmm. it is your uh, birthright okay oh shit okay (laughs) you know I love stuff like that because um in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie they're like it's your birthright to be a slayer and you know they're always talking about birthrights in horror movies so you know that speaks to me oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i'm all about a birthright Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so you know stop the negative talk i mean basically it's as cheesy as it is it's just like believing in myself yeah what you say to yourself matters Mm -hmm. it really does and I've noticed that with myself being you know in this program that I was in um it was more life coach than I realized and I'm glad because I needed it and so needed it and I was having a I was having a conversation with Katrina my life coach and I was talking to her about something that I was having so to kind of bring this in context so money is an issue with for me right? And it ties into self-worth, it ties into abundance. But for me, it was a connection into what I saw money in my household and how my parents talked about money, how they did money. And being an adult and having my own money, I'm butting against all of those conditionings, right? Yeah, definitely. And so having to take them in and truly align them and like clearly look at them, you know, and be like, this doesn't serve me. This is incorrect. Or 
this is incorrect information for the time and space that I'm in, right? This might've been correct for my parents. It might've been correct for the time and space that they're in, but for me, this doesn't fit. So because it doesn't fit, I need to remove it and replace it with something else. And that, as simple as that sounds, that is a very challenging thing to do, right? Um, yeah, we'll have a <laughs> conversation afterwards, but that's so funny because that literally just kind of happened today. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny, but yeah, because, yeah. you know, I am in a mentality of like, I'm working hard for my kids. I don't mm-hmm. adhere to the, well, I struggle, they need to struggle too trope. Right. Like, and I also str- do the white people be helping out their kids all the time. All like, the why time. can't we That's do the, the whole- same? Like, I feel like my kids are going to have enough adversity in their life. I, I am going to work to make things as easier. Right. So if it's why? like paying for their college, help them get a house. Like they're still going to have other issues. Like, wh- you know what I mean? I don't know. Like That's the whole, like, that's where I, I we do ourselves a very disservice mm-hmm. by thinking if our kids don't struggle that they are quote unquote weak. And it's like, no, right. every generation has to go through something different and they're going to go through their own generational appropriate struggle, Right. And Mm -hmm. so I see this right now in the struggles that I'm going through where my mom and dad and I talk to them about work stuff. And it's like they don't have the concept because that's not what they were doing. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so there's some things that they can provide, but a lot of it is new. Right. And so it's like, well, I'll be able to provide this context to, you know, my nieces and nephews um, because, you know, I've done it and it may or may not be relevant because they, by the time they go and get to work, they might be a totally different situation. And I'll be like, baby, I can't tell you other than to lean into the Lord. (laughs) Right. Oh God. (laughs) Listen to you, listen to yourself and your spirit. Let it guide. That's between you and God. That's between you and God, child. But anyway, (laughs) I say that. So when I was talking to Katrina, and giving her that context. And she was just like, I am so proud of you because you're self-coaching. Because she was like, you know, for me, what it was was the budget, right? Um, the budget has come up multiple times in the program because the budget is really, truly your structure, your bones um, to taking your break. Because you need to know how much money you have so you know what you can do when you are on your break, right? And in order to do that, you got to do the things, like, right? And I've always bumped up against a budget because the self-beliefs that I have regarding a budget weren't that great, right? That it was restrictive, that it was, you know, um, deprivation, that it was going to be hard, that it was going to be a struggle, um, all that type of stuff. But really it's discipline. It's discipline, right? Which is something that a part of my family lacks to an extent, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'll say, get it. Yeah. Right. So we know about hard work and we will put in some hard work, but it's usually for a short period of time. And then after that, we're like, okay, girl, we're finished. Well, it's wanting the instant. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like people who diet, who do these crash fad diets. Right. And it comes back. It comes back because you're not doing, you have to do a lifestyle change. Right. And so I have to do, I had to do a lifestyle change in regards to the way I look and dealt with money. And um, this is why what Spirit said to you is so hilarious. 
um, because I was doing the same work with money. So what it came down to was as I was getting these feelings, as I was getting these thoughts about doing my budget, because I had been pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And I finally was like, Jermel, just sit. Because I would sit and ruminate in it in my head, but not mm-hmm. do the actual work. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, we're going to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. Screw the lot. Because, you know, I love a good tech thing. I was going to, oh, I'll pull it up on my, my app. And I was like, no, you're going to sit down with a calculator, pencil, well, not a pen, a pen. And some paper, and you're gonna write these numbers out because you need to see these figures. We gotta visualize it. Got to visualize. And that's scriptural. You got sit down, write the vision, make it plain. Like that is it. You gotta sit down so that you are focused with no distractions, and you have to write it out so that you can actually visualize and see what you're looking at, and then you can actually plan and strategize accordingly, right? Because I'm sitting here in my head going, "Oh, I can do this thing, and I can do this, that." I sit down and see the figures. Like, no, you can't. Not with that. So it, and instead of making that stop and being like, well, that's the reason and I'm not ever going to do it and throwing my hands in the air. It's like, no, now it's time to be creative. Now it's time to figure out what you are going to do because you now see, you know, your opportunity, you know, some people call it a problem. That's fine. Opportunity. And that's what I did. I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for you to get creative. This is an opportunity for you to show up for yourself and to change what you quote unquote thought. And so when I sat down and I was like, okay, well, darn, that's not going to work. Well, how can I make it work? And I walked myself through it and it was like, okay, well, from here, I got to move this to do this. And I guess this is no longer a priority because it's going to take me away from doing that. And you are in charge. You are in control of how you want to do the thing. And for me, it was my budget. And once I did that, it was like, oh, it's really not that hard. Oh, I could see why some people don't want to do this because it does take time. It does take energy. And some people just don't want to be bothered. And I get that. I said, but I'm not at the stage of life where I have so much energy, aka money flowing to me, where this is not something I really need to do all the time because I have a greater context of, oh, I know I have at least a certain bar of money. So eh, it's kind of whatever. I said, once I reach that level, then I won't have to do as much of this, right? Because some mm-hmm. of these things won't be necessary, right? Um, and once I did that and I sat down, it was like really facing a fear that I had, which was I didn't think I had enough money. And when I realized, it's like, yes, you do, but you're not aligning your money to your priorities. And that's what you think you don't have enough money because you think you don't have enough money for your priorities. No, you do. You're just not doing the work and being disciplined to do the alignment part. <clears throat> exactly. And that was me. Let's see, is it Sunday? It's probably like Friday night. And I was like, <sighs> we don't like to have ugly, truthful conversations with ourselves. Not at all. And what's so funny is most times when people think they got to have those ugly conversations, it has to be a whole snot fest. And it wasn't. I was literally at my kitchen table with my cup of tea, my paper, my pen, and my calculator from on my phone going, "Mm, okay, well, and then you carry the two. And yeah, that's what it is. Okay, well, baby girl, what you going to do about it? (laughs) And I was just able to do the plan. And it was like, okay, well, now you know this. So then going forward, other options have to be considered. You can't just make a decision on a thing without consulting this first. And it's nothing like, 
it's not inhibiting. If anything, it's powerful because now it's like, I have a guy. Cause before I was just out here swimming, paying bills and just be, you know, floating. And now I actually have a, I have a map. <laughs> I have some direction and it allows me to take the, it, it allows me to bring my power back. It allows me to sit in that power and to make conscientious decisions about a thing. So now when I say no to something, it's not like a no, like a de- self-defeating no like I don't have enough money to do this so no it's but then also the way you say that too you have to change it that's not in my budget right now and that's what it was it's like that's not in my budget it doesn't align with my purpose it's because people are so quick to be like oh they broke they this they they that like no I'm justifying my means I am truly justifying my means and my means is this and my justification is my budget and that just does not at this time, maybe in the future, or the other thing too, it's like, well, if this isn't going to get me to what I want, if this doesn't align me to my purpose, I, why would I do it? Mm-hmm. Like, like why? Like legit, mm-hmm. even if I had the money, like, why would I do it? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wouldn't. Or I, mm-hmm. I, I, it, yeah, <laughs> it was just hilarious. And once I did that and you know, sometimes when you have these self-awareness moments, you think it's like a huge going to be like, you know, earth shattering type of thing. And it really wasn't. It was just very much a a knowing and a freeing moment of, oh, just like how you, <laughs> when you get an answer to a question, you're like, oh, okay. And you move on with your life. And that was pretty much it. So, you know, yesterday, the biggest thing for me was um, doing a budget and then using that information to help me guide my choices and my choices with my groceries and I was like all right I need to get some things for the house cool I sat down and was like well according to your spending plan you know which is another way of I say budget you know um because it is you're spending money plan what you spend I was like according to my spending plan I got x amount of dollars for the month divide that by four this is how much I have for the week okay, can I make this work? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I got this much for the week. I mean, excuse me, I got this much for the month. I need these things. So deduct that, okay, I'm gonna take two weeks worth for my groceries. All right, cool, this works. So I know I'm not doing this next week. I won't have to do this next week. I got enough, cool. And kept it moving. And it just gave me way more confidence in my decision. And it wasn't so much of a lament afterwards, like, uh, I didn't have the money. It was more like, okay, I made a conscientious decision to do this. And that is such a huge step from what was done growing up. Like my mom really much was more of a budgeter than my dad. My dad was like, if I got it, I got it. And if I don't have it, I, I won't do anything. That kind of worked for certain people. I am not in the uh the plushness yet mm-hmm. that would work <laughs> right yeah I had to count my pennies for the time being because I have such a big goal that I'm 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 working towards you know that type of mentality doesn't serve me at this moment you know when yeah. I'm not living in such a a a moment where I have to be very very super conscientious then I'm like, oh, I might fall back into some of those habits or maybe not. I don't know. But then like my biggest thing was I know ne- I didn't do that type of work before because I was so fearful of it because I was like, oh, it's going to take so much time. It's going to be agonizing. Da, da, da. And it really wasn't. 
I mean, it took time, yes, but it wasn't that agonizing. It wasn't that mm-hmm. difficult. Like, seriously, I, I pulled up the Kroger app because I knew I was going to Kroger because I had Kroger, Kroger coupons. Mm-hmm. Like, pulled up the Kroger app, figured out what I needed, pulled it up. It gave me a price. I put the price down of all the things I needed. Okay, damn. So you're like really taking it there. Yeah. Added it up and was like, this is what you have to work with. Okay. You probably have like $10, pl- you know, plus or minus to move. But this is what you need to be aiming for. And I came like right, not right on it, but within that range. And I was like, all right, cool. Done. <laughs> I was like, went to the store, got my things. I found a couple other extra stuff. I was like, ooh, I want that. And I was like, well, let me look to see if I, yeah, I got it. All right, cool. But it also helped me stay on focus because before when I would go to the grocery store, and you know I hate going to the grocery store anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be just wandering the aisles aimlessly, which is one of the reasons why I hate grocery store shopping. Because I'm like, what am I in here for? I know I need food. Oh, I love grocery store shopping. It's I nice. know. But it helped me like go in with a purpose go get the things I needed and then get out. And I was just like, oh, this really wasn't that bad. And I came home with just what I needed, no extra stuff that it was like, what are you doing? And what am I going to use you for? That type of stuff. And it also was helpful as I was going through the aisles to be able to say no to stuff like, ooh, let me go. I said, no, that's not on the budget this week. Also, that's not on the plan because you have your meal plan of the things you're having. Are you going to bake anything with that? No, you're not. You can get it in two weeks. And again, (laughs) I was listening to... um a podcast um busy phillips and she has a um, co-host on there shantira okay. um one of the girls name is shantira okay and she was just like my goal is to cook the meat we already have in the freezer yeah. she's like we were getting really bad with like well we don't want to defrost it so we're just gonna go buy some fresh meat from the store Girl, when i tell you growing up <laughs> my mom would legit get down your throat if you did not have her freezer together like she had you know all the meats and stuff and she would always ask us if she bought new meat you put it at the bottom right so that you were okay yeah that's a lot (laughs) right so you were always using it was like first like last in first out i think it's yeah i think that's like but she also worked in a warehouse so she had that type of mentality oh okay yeah so you know anyway so you always you're keeping your food the freshest so to speak and you're using what's quote unquote old first um because if not you you know anyway whatever I, I say all that to say I understand what she's going for and that's kind of the same thing for me when I was looking at my food because it's so easy to be like I have no food no 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 no. I have plenty of food I have ingredients I have ingredients and I'm like opening the fridge like there's magically going to be meals there it's like no you you have to cook these ingredients and there's like um a meme um I think his name is Miriam I gotta remember I'll try and like link it and I'll put it up on the um our IG where she's like about cooking and she she goes I'm so tired of opening up the fridge and seeing ingredients and not meals and I was like I saw that I saw that yeah I saw that I am too girl so one of the things I was like you know which is how I realized some things um and the last couple of weeks how I was able to trim down my eating out literally it comes down to having prepared food so I will um well as long as I have food to cook or I have you know leftovers I don't I don't eat out I just go in the fridge yeah yeah and so I said well then that's the key and it seems so simple y'all you're like I'm dad yeah blah 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 but sometimes you, you the simple things just pass by you so I said well let me go ahead 
and what I have in the fridge, just cook. And even if I don't necessarily know what recipe I want to make, if I just cook it, right? Like I have the roasted vegetables and I have the salad already cleaned and in a bag and I have my different dressings. If I have a meat or whatever, have it prepared. I said at the worst, I can make a bowl, right? At the best, I can put it all together and make it something else. You know, I will throw some vegetables and meat in a soup and call it ramen and keep it pushing. Like <laughs> I am good for that. So I said to, for it to work for me to make sure I stay, you know, full and like healthy and aligned, let's just keep the things in the fridge that are cooked. So I have semi-prepared meals and I'm like, you know, all of this ties into the fact that we just have to be a lot kinder and more forethought to ourselves. Like, you know, where you struggle at. And so just coming up with solutions to help counteract that. Right. So like for you and like what, was given to you in regards to working on your self-worth, working on abundance. It's like, you know, it's not necessarily a budget of like what I had to do with sitting down and, and, and doing my budget and overcoming that fear that it's not as difficult. It really isn't that hard. It's just something that I have to do at the moment to stay disciplined. For you is being disciplined with your thoughts, making sure when you do have a thought that says, well, I don't know if I should do this because who really am I? And you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm I always, am that. Yeah, I'm always someone that's been in my head way, way, way too fucking much. I understand I'm the same way. And so having to pull yourself from being here and bringing it all the way down to that heart chakra and connecting that, like these three, this, this, and this, you know, yeah. I'm pointing because we're on Zoom, mm-hmm. but like your, you know, your third eye, your throat mm-hmm. and your and heart. Your heart. Mm-hmm. That right here that trying is so important and I'm just like I know. You have your, yeah your crown, but still like this because usually what happens is what's in here in your mind you speak it with your mouth and then you believe it but sometimes we have to reverse it and be like what's the belief in the heart you speak it so that you can actually remember uh, I know I'm sorry I'm just like <laughs> Like, I know, I know. We know this and sometimes it just takes a remembrance. Cause girl, like when I tell you, I mean, and this is why I laugh because um, my pastor, when he, he has a whole series about stinking thinking and he talks about that. I like that. Stinking mm-hmm. thinking. Stinking thinking. And he talks about what you say to yourself. He's like, you all be saying some absolutely horrid things to yourself. And that is nowhere in the Bible. He said, that is not what God said about you. And he clearly, like, he'll pull a thought and he'll put it in the word. He said, does this do? And he's like, exactly. He's like, that's what he talks about. This one scripture. I can't think of it right now. Okay. But- and let me tell you, Logan, I'm not Logan. Um, what's that other kid's name? Sage. Yeah. He's learning about it in karate. Right yes. Now you were learning- telling me. No. Well, that was last month. Oh, honey. Every month is a theme. Okay. Oh. Uh, last this month, it's good seeds and bad seeds. So like when you're thinking something bad, like if they say something, they're just testing them. Like, oh, Sage, you're too short. He's just gonna be like, bad seed, you know, so <laughs> I'd be up in his lessons like shit. Could I stay? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, is the sensei trolling me? It's alignment. <laughs> it is alignment because that's one of the biggest things. I was like, we have to kill these generational courses. Oh and God, the- yes. But you know what? Happens. I think I'm proud to say 
that, you know, cause I try to keep tabs and I think about like, I can remember how I was at like eight and 11 and, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that like I'm better or anything. I'm just doing things differently. And I am proud to say that things like they're going in a different path than I it's, am, like a better it, path. And I'm happy. Awesome. And I mean, that that's what it's supposed to be. Every generation is supposed to build on the prior prior on the prior one and be better. Like that's what my parents always say to me. It's like, we want you better off than we are. And so this is the kicker though. In order to, for us to be better than our parents, like if they truly desire that, a lot of that is leaving their ish with them. Exactly. We, well, remember before we started recording, we had a talk, ma'am. Yeah, we did. And so having to take that and be like, this isn't mine, this is yours and giving it right back to them for them to deal or not deal with. And then looking at yours and like, okay, so what's mine? And what's society driven, what's culturally implemented, what like truly what is mine and dealing with those things, dealing with the generational stuff, dealing with, you know, what I call that blood memory and being like, this is passed on trauma and I'm going to do the work to at least heal my part of it in hopes that it's not passed down onto the previous, you know, the generation after me. If anything, they got their own new stuff that they're dealing with. They ain't got to deal with mine you know, and, and people before me. And so that's kind of like the biggest thing. It's like having to do stuff that's new that your parents didn't do. And so they're kind of looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, I'm a, I'm a new thing. And our pastor talks about that too. He's like, you know, when you come into the, into, into the body of Christ, you have to renew your mind. And he's like, that's not just a scripture meaning like, oh, some ethereal thing. No, he's like, you have to renew your mind. All the thoughts do not line up with the scripture. It's not what God said about you. So yes, it may be what your grandparents did and what your parents did and your uncle and stuff like, but was it scriptural? And it wasn't. And so therefore stop, (laughs) you know, that is, difficult because a lot of times we tie those thoughts to not only ourselves but our collective connection with our family our collective connection to our community like being a black person in America um, it's your tie it's your relation and you can still have the relation you can still have the tie but doesn't mean you got to keep the drama or the trauma mm-hmm. like I can understand what enslavement did on a genetic portion, right? Because there are certain things we're pre, you know, predisposition for. There are certain things that trigger, and it's like that's not my personal trigger, but I know that's probably generationally a trigger because of the treatment of our people here in the United States. But it doesn't mean I gotta let it rule my life. I can be, I can acknowledge it, and I can work towards it, and then I can also learn to. Um, be better from it, right? So it, it's it's like a larger context, and it's it's a it's a much of a um, conversation that I'm glad to hear that people are having and people are doing, and really being introspective and and taking a look at, right? Um, but it comes down to what is your work and are you doing it? So like for you, is self worth because that ties into so much stuff, and you know I deal with self worth as well. And, but connecting it to other entities and, 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 and thoughts of myself, but, but who doesn't deal with self-worth? I mean, who doesn't deal like, I mean, the only, no, I won't say the only people, but if you, if that's not your thing, like if you think you're worthy and you don't really have those issues, awesome. But I bet there are other issues that you deal with, 
right? And so that's your work to do and and to go forth and find ways to do it. So like, you know, for some people it's mantras, some people it's, you know, affirmations, it's replanting and re um reprogramming their minds to think a different way because I did that yesterday and I had like actually like a really good day. Awesome. I told you I didn't meet my money goal. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys, I might talk about money a lot this year um, just because listen, money is not the devil. It is money, not. The, it's money is the an amazing love. thing. Money. That's what people always like mess up that scripture. And our pastor said that too. He's like, y'all, y'all come around here about um, the love um, money is evil. He's like, no, no, no. It's the love of money. Exactly. Said, money is not evil. Money is what we need in this earth to do the will of God. He said, cause let me yeah. tell you something. You can't do, if God gives you a purpose or a vision or a thing to do, you can't do it broke. Right. Exactly. I'm not trying to Jeff Bezos out here. Okay. I'm like, you know, or Joel Austin, you know, right. he's, he's just terrible. Anyways, uh, like I, I like it because, you know, I'm going camping in two weeks and I want to continue to camp, but guess what? It costs money to rent those sites, gas mm-hmm. and everything to get up there. So that's what I want it for, for experiences and stuff. Right. So have, my kids have experience, but anyways, mm-hmm. so like I told you, you know, I just, I can't even remember what I said. I just kind of like went off on a tangent, but I literally was in my car driving to the market yesterday. I was just like, I am worthy. I am worth it. It's going to be a good day. I'm not mm-hmm. going to have a bad attitude. Money's going to come to me. People mm-hmm. are going to love my products customers can be great it's gonna be a damn good day and I was just like saying things I was like this is my goal I'm gonna make x amount of money and I was like and that's just the minimum and if um because I really want more you know what I mean and then mm-hmm. I was just like talking 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 and doing all this stuff and like I said I didn't hit the money goal which I was like okay universe I still love you because you know mm-hmm. like what I hit was good. Okay. okay. Um, so like, okay. yeah, I, like I should not complain. You know, there would be someone be else, else. Oh, I'm totally, no, look, shit. Right. I, I'm That's grateful. Like, you know you, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's, but it like, I did that. I was just like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to fucking mean it. Mm-hmm. We, we open up that channel and when you tap into it, it's, it's about the build. Right. And it's like a muscle, just like anything else. You work it out. And by working it out, by saying those things, by believing those things, by um, putting yourself in remembrance, pulling down all strongholds and all strongholds are just these thoughts, right? And putting it in alignment with what you say. So like for us Christians to be the word of God for other people, does it align? Is it serving my highest and greatest good? Whatever. And if it doesn't, you eject it. You say, thank you for, you know, your, your, your time here. Um, I'm gonna send you back up the source to transmute into um, positive light. I, you, you can't stay here. <laughs> you can't stay here. You know, you gotta go home. But you ain't. You gotta get out of here. You you really have to leave. And you know, for for us, it's like this is not what God said for me. So if it's not, then <laughs> like peace out, double deuce. Um, but that's what you have to do until it becomes like breathing because those beliefs didn't get there overnight they got there from time of you saying them or being bombarded or being you know um in that environment so to think that this belief is just going to go away tomorrow nah it's going to take time especially if this is a long thought belief of yourself if you've been thinking about this about yourself since your whole existence yeah girl it's not going away in two days yeah it, it may not go away in two months. 
And my yoga teacher talked about that. She's like, you ever experience that person that just always has something happening to them? Mm -hmm. And it's like mind frame. It is. It's, um, and it's so funny because, okay, so I'm going to tap into the housewives real quick uh, on Salt Lake City. There's this one girl, like her thing is always like, I'm disengaging. I'm not going to engage in this. And she yeah, kind of yeah. explained that, you know, when she grew up, her parents were divorced and she was the one who would try to be the peacemaker, make them mm-hmm. both happy. And they ended up getting pissed off at her. So she kind of was just like, well, fuck it. So that's kind of where that I'm not going to engage. You know what I mean? I'm going to protect me. <laughs> and, you know, because I listen to all these podcasts and people say it as a joke. But I've been saying a lot lately because I said to you earlier, I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to engage anymore because I just don't care about your opinion. Because that's what it is. This is your opinion. It's not truth. It's not facts. You know, this is what you believe. And I'm going to leave that right with you. I don't have to take ownership. Um, My uh, pastor, another one he used to say is like offense is taken. And he's like, you know, so you don't have to take it. He's like, people think that, you know, when somebody says something rude to them, they have to like (gasps) take it and be like, I'm offended. And he's like, you have to take an offense. You have to physically, you have, when somebody says something rude to you, you have to pick it up and become it. And it belongs to you now. He said, you don't, you can leave it right there with them. You don't have to take offense. You can leave offense right there and be like, "Mm, that's what you think. Mm, thank you for your opinion, but it's not valid in my my right. thought. Or I'm going to disengage. You don't have to take the offense. Nope. That's what they think. Now, if, if it doesn't align with you, like there's so many people, I'm trying to remember the last time I got offended. It's been a while. <laughs> because I usually don't take the offense. Usually if it's something like racial and I'll be like, get there. Like, you really think that about me? Ooh. And then they'll go, it, it usually will take, about two to three seconds because I'll go wow you really think that about not only me but people who look like me and then the, the flip will come and be like how sad is your life right that's what yeah. you think yeah wow I'm sorry you're that hurt and you're that sick may God keep you and bless you and then I leave it right where they are beautiful I mean, that's really how you have to do so I I, I say for people if you're on this journey and you're and you're you're looking to delve deeper um you know they always talk about meditation meditation and i do kind of struggle with meditation um but it's a way to help to clear that channel so that you can hear from your own intuitive self from you know you know for those who may not touch into the spirits or whatever it might just be your internal you know your intuitive self um, for those that do for your spirit guides and everything it helps to clear that channel out because it's just like you know like a channel like a tv you gotta you gotta dial yeah. in yeah and one of the meditations I like to do um, in class sometimes is like a body check like you know like do a body scan and see if you're holding on to anything anywhere and that's also where I think like um I had a customer yesterday she's talking about she just got like a Reiki session and how mm-hmm. she loved it mm-hmm. and I remember when I got like a Reiki and they were like around my throat and I just felt like like mm-hmm. it was heavy. It was so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That was heavy. Right. So, you know, you can do, um, if you're interested in like the dowsing and stuff, one of the, my mentors, she gave a, um, there is a, uh, like a whole like thing that you can say, but the other thing that she also gave, um, was a tapping, 
let me see if I can find it. Yeah, she called it quantum brain tapping. It's a daily sheet and it helps to just align and uh, get yourself together in regards to your, um, your energy. Um, she created this and, you know, I took her course, so I was able to get all the information from it. But essentially, you know, if you, you don't necessarily have to do this, but basically what you're doing is you are, you're centering yourself and you're checking in kind of like you were saying with your body meditation, where you check in, like, how does my heart feel? How does my arms feel? How do my legs feel? Am I having any tension in my jaw? Am I squinting it? You know, um, am I, is my fist clenched? You know, that type of thing. So once you can do like a body check-in, like a body scan, but also check in on yourself emotionally, like, am I angry right now? Am I sad right now? Um, am I happy right now? Am I a little frustrated? Am I kind of, you know, meh? Like, well, if I am, why do I think so? Is it, you know, the times that I'm in right now? Does something spark this? Like those types of checks um, are very helpful for you to start touching and getting more in tune with your, not only your emotions, but yourself and how mm -hmm. you relate to those emotions and how you emit to those emotions. Because a lot of times people be like, I'm mad and you just got to deal with it. No, I don't. And you don't have to be mad. Like something might anger you, something might frustrate you, something might annoy you, which is all valid, but you don't have to stay that way. But you can tap into it and figure out the reason why. What did it touch? Was it a trigger to something else? Because that helps point into an area that you need to deal with. A healing needs to happen there. And once you really have healed that thing, doesn't mean that the trigger won't get pushed, but you won't have the same reaction. And I think that's the other part that people miss with the healing part is they think when it's healed, it's like, oh, you'll forever be floating on in a cloud of, of happiness and joy. Not necessarily. It just means that you won't have the same visceral reaction. Like that's how you know you're making progress. Like there's certain things that people will say to me or things I'll think, right? Like I'll, I'll have like a passing thought about him that shall not be named. Oh God. And <laughs> shivers down my spine. Right. Well, before it used to bring such a visceral response, right? And now uh, it's more of a you gave him so much. Oh my God. Journal. <laughs> wow. And I can comment on it because I was into the thick of it with you, you mm -hmm. know. I I that, yeah. Like mm -hmm. you were in it with me through my divorce and I was in it through you through that. That was Wrong. <laughs> wow. Wasn't it? <clears throat> Excuse me. We made it, was, it sis. <laughs> honey. Honey. And it's I just mean, like, what's so wild is what I think on it. I was like, this is what you allow because this is what you thought was okay. And when it comes down to it, it's your fault. Like how you handled it. You know what I mean? Like I can, and I, can, and I can say that to you now. It's your fault how you dealt with it. Right. You but when you're to, in the thick of it, you can't see it. You can't see none of that. You know, you it's it's hard to, to, to pull yourself out that plug and to be outside of it because then you have I'm to- I'm stretching, y'all. <laughs> I'm I mean, stretching. That lets Oof. you know that some energy is moving. Um, <laughs> you know- you have to take responsibility and that is like, and that all it is, is the ability to respond. And now like going, like when I think back on it, like I'm, I'm starting to get red on my neck. Like I could tell that like my skin's like, Hey girl. Um, but you'll I, never be there again. 
girl, that was a line that had to be crossed because sometimes you have to understand where your boundaries are and are not. And when you are enforcing them, when you are not enforcing them, and when you just got stuff wide open like a field, and then you have to believe. Damn, that was some heavy stuff. Right. It was such a, it was a life lesson that I'm glad, like, okay. It did not feel good going through it. Looking back now, I'm like, aren't we blessed that we were- Y'all, let's keep it real. Like, it was so bad. Her skin was fucked up. Oh my gosh, y'all. My skin was a hot mess. And it was like, it was, it was levels on levels because not only was I going- Literally. Literally. I was going through relationship foolishness. I was also going through work foolishness. So my body was like, pick one girl. You can't do both. I can't, this, this is too much stress. You got to choose one or the other. Okay. And I was like, I got to stay paid. Well then get rid of this nigga. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, all of this eczema was on my neck. Y'all I've never had eczema a day in my life, a day in my life, but I learned some super heavy key things about myself I would not have known if I had not gone through it so I was like it was a blessing like they say blessing in disguise there was no disguise this was full frontal this was all naked blessing and discovery I was out here booty butt naked like whole but I learned some key takeaways stress will fuck your body and up until that point I've never been that stressed to where my body would do stuff like that I mean, this is why people literally drop dead. They drop dead from stress. And people are like, what? No, no, no. You can and you will. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It will kill you. And so there are, there, your body will give you, will give you warnings. And if you avoid those warnings and you don't tap in, you will totally miss them until your body's like, okay, so you didn't see the caution signs. I'm going to give you this red sign. Oh, you didn't see the red sign. Okay. I'm going to just pull you to a whole ass halt. Like just, And that's what it was for me. I was like, what is going on? Because once that stress was removed, all those things just started calming down. My body started to come back in alignment. And then all that stuff started to like basically dissipate. And the other part was I learned boundaries are in place to not only protect you, but they're in place to protect others as well, right? Not everybody's entitled to you and access to you and to betray your boundaries is to betray yourself the other one that it was like huge for me was believe somebody the first time when they say something Because we love to sit here and be delusional as all get out. Justify, well, no, when someone shows you who they, they are, are, believe them the first time. That's that's a quote from my from my my auntie in the sky, Maya Angelou. And I didn't. And we saw the repercussions. Because we were blinded. We were blinded by the trips and the, you know. You know, we we believed into it. We thought, I thought that person was an exception. They were not. (laughs) And that was my belief. That was my decision. And so one of the things I took from that is like, y'all are not that special. I love you, but you are not that special. A man is a man is a man. A person is a person is a person. And a person is going to person. And a man is going to man. A woman is going to woman. So if you will not um, 
uh, not, uh, what's the word? If I put up a boundary and you try and cross it, that lets me know that you don't respect me. And that's for you to deal with and not for me to deal with. And I shouldn't be sitting here having to relegate your and my emotions. And then the last thing that I keep with me all the time is do your own work. Do your own work. I am not doing yours and my work. Do your own work. And I yeah. say that for not just people I'm in a relationship with, because, you know, that goes always. But as in like romantic relationship, I say that for everybody, uh, for my parents, for my brother, for myself, for my friends, for my coworker. Do your own work. Because that was what was happening. I was doing the work of myself and that individual and providing them comfort at the expense of mine. Providing them emotional support at the expense of mine. You guys, it's not romantic, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-mm. That's <sighs> abuse. There's, yeah, it's it, there's a good ch- chance that it's not going to be payout and you really need to ask yourself, is the payout going to be worth it? Exactly. It's probably not going to be. And it's probably not. And there were people in my life who kind of, who did, were like, hey girl, hey. And I was like, no, but that person's different. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. Listen to your friends. They're truly friends that think of you in your highest and greatest good. I, at least take a consideration. Now there's some hater behind people, but they shouldn't be your friends. So let's, 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 let's make that clear. Your friends are not haters. Your friends are not haters. Your friends are encouragers. Your friends are enforcers. Your friends are lovers. Your friends are, you know, for you. And in that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel necessarily all the time about, oh, you shouldn't tell your friend about a guy because if they stay together, then you're that friend. Like, then how good of friends are you really? If I can't tell you the good, the bad, and the, you should feel, you should be able to fee- say what you need to say to me without shame. And if you all can work through that, because that's the thing. Most of the time people don't work through it. They just accept it. And so they don't want to tell their friends stuff because they don't want their friends to know that they just accepted something that's probably beneath them. And then once you do tell, I mean, look, I'll talk about my experience Mm -hmm. um, and then we can start wrapping it up. But it's like when I started telling people what was going on, they were like, what the fuck? Like I had just met with someone recently and they were Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know if this is a compliment or not, but you held it together pretty well because I mm-hmm. never would have thought anything was going down like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, bitch, I'm tired. Yeah. It, it's tiring. It's you know? tiring. It's and then tiring. like, you know, I wrote about it before, like once you really start talking, it's not like I'm airing my business, but once you start talking about your struggles, you realize other people had it too and you're really not alone. You're not alone. It allows you to not only connect on the people on the trauma world, but like you're able to, you're able to open yourself up in a way and allow the light to come in and, and let shame dissipate. Cause that's a lot of it. It's just, it's a shame. Like, you know, you know, you're supposed to have done better and do better and be better. And you chose to accept and accept less. And when you release that and you're like, I am going to accept the responsibility of these are the choices that I made and the outcomes of that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that's who you are. It's just what happened at that moment. And it helps to release that shame because it all wraps around the the whole shame thing. Um, And that's kind of one of the reasons why it was like the more like, you know, I was so, well, I didn't want to 
you know, be that person, the bitter woman. And I didn't want to sit here and, you know, look like I was this, that, and the third and tarnished. She's like, no, no, no. Their decisions, their actions have repercussions. If people decide to continue to look at them at a certain way because of what they did, that's on them and those people. That has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to sit here and not say my truth and how it interacted, not interacted, how it affected me because of someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people like, you know, especially for serious abusive relationships, they, you know, they don't want to shame their abuser all the while carrying their shame and their abuser's shame. No, 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 no. Now, I'm not going to be out here and be messy. But if you ask me <laughs> yeah. and we have an actual, if it's a relevant conversation where I think my experience will help you in your experience I will definitely give it up because it's that's what it was it was a learned experience and I was very blessed that I was able to do it in an environment in which I in in an environment in which it was I was in a safe loving environment with my friends and family who held me down through the whole bit of it you all and I I, that's when like afterwards I was like pretty much on a thankful uh, uh um I won't call it or a, a tour but I was definitely telling everybody like thank you thank you I am so grateful for you because your girl went through it and y'all were right there with me you didn't make me feel less than you didn't make me feel like an idiot you just were like Janelle I don't think this is a great idea however I'm going to be here with you and you know allowed me that space to come back to myself to analyze it as well as understand that some stuff wasn't mine and some stuff was and what was I accept responsibility what wasn't I let go and you also didn't tie me to that thing you know I think that's the biggest part is tying that person to that decision and thinking that's all that person is so you all don't look at me as well you know Janelle played herself and so she forever will be played no you all were like she that was a moment in time she's grown from that she's still our girl she's still Janelle she just had her moment and she's gonna be good and that's how I know the difference between friends and associates because you all don't look at me with with pity no because you know that's like yeah yeah Right. Because who the fuck am I to judge anybody? <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. I was just like, when I looked and saw, and, and saw certain people, I was like, yeah, you don't need to communicate with that individual anymore because they will always see you in this light of being that person's ex. And, oh, look how, you know, how they allow that person to treat them. And they're so this and da 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 and so and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nah, my true friends don't look at me like that. They were like, yeah, girl. If anything, they're like, mm, I remember my time. Oh, you just had to go through yours. Aren't you glad? Aren't you better? Okay, let's move on. So what's going on now? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I knew my people are my people. And that's how your people should allow you to be. You were able and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from them, hopefully. <laughs> And your people will be right there with you and being like, hey, girl, that was a mistake, but you still cool. You still good. You learn from it. Dust yourself off and let's go get it. You know, 
that's your people. That's your tribe. Those are your friends. They don't hold you at that place and at that moment in which you did a thing and only see you in that moment in that place. They allow you to grow. They allow you to expand. And you're right. It was heavy. It was thick. And your girl was like, whatever. But I look back and I'm like, man, I was able to do that in the comfort of my home in in Colombia with all my friends around me. So if I wanted to go cry on a homegirl's shoulder, I could literally hop in my car or a homegirl can come over to my house and come get me and be like, hey, we getting you out this house. Or I can go over to my mom and daddy house and sit and look in their face. You know, I was very blessed to be able to have that nurture around me while I went through it instead of like, trying to go through that like now in this climate it would have been way more devastating on my um, mental and emotional self so I'm like very very blessed that I was able to do it even I'm blessed that it happened when it happened because I did have that protective bubble to an extent not everybody has that and God bless and God keep you if you don't but do know you're going to come out the other side of it just learn from it yeah learn from it um And I guess that's why I have a a fierceness and also a little bit of a hesitation with people uh, when it comes to relationships, because I'm like, yeah, it's enough for you, girl. (laughs) I I know what my piece cost, and that is way too expensive. I was like, you're 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 not the tide, but you're not worth that cost. I'm so sorry. That's yeah, and you're, that's so priceless. And it's not to say that you're unworthy. It's just more of a matter like, I don't want to pay that cost for you. You're great, but mm, I'm good. And that's that's one of the reasons it's trickled into other things. It's trickled into, you know, not even just romantic relationships, work relationships. Like, is this costing my peace? Because, girl, we know what happens on the other end of that. And we ain't going. I know. Mm-mm. Yeah. I will, I will be like, okay, well then let's make a plan because we need to get the hell up out. And, you know, recognizing the, the warnings and then acknowledging them and working off of them for the first time, not the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth, the first time and being like deuces. So if anything, my, um, my, uh, my release game got real tight. <laughs> I'm like, whoo, let a thing go. <laughs> yeah. I am quick to be like, and we're gone. And I will go over here and deal with myself and my emotions over here in the comfort, all over there. Uh, But uh, yeah, we're not bringing that. We're not bringing that. So I I hope everyone takes some time and, or has used this, this quarantine time to an extent to sit with themselves and acknowledge what some things that they may need to work on um, and get some help. You know, um, my help was definitely seeking out therapy. That's been very, very helpful. Um, for some people, it might be life coach, getting you a good qualified life coach. Um, Rashida with Sheeta on the Loose has been doing a series this month about, especially it's called, I think it's Black Women in Therapy, where she's focusing on Black women in particular finding credible therapists and getting therapy in different forms, whatever. So check her out on her Instagram. We'll do a tag and everything. Um, Her YouTube, she's had a um, couple of interviews already um, with women, um, Black therapists. But I mean, just in, in general, you don't have to necessarily be Black, but 
it's good information and find ways to get help with those things. Um, Cause you know, you might go to your therapy session like once a week, what, what are you gonna do to the other six? So maybe it's journaling, maybe it's saying your affirmations, maybe it's going out for walks and exercising, maybe it's cooking um, healthy or intuitively healthy meals. Um, that are nourishing to you, like we talked about in our last podcast with Rachel, um, you know, finding mm-hmm. ways to give yourself self-love and to be, you know, very nourishing to yourself. I mean, Google is a good start to be like, how would I self-nourish? What is self-nourishing? You know, start that exploration. Meditation might be it. Um, I'm really good with walking meditation more than I am like actually sitting. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a little bit challenging, especially if the weather sucks. But even if it's like, okay, well, I'll just pace up and back and forth in my apartment. It's fine. It's fine. Um, But yeah, guys, like, and and, and non-binary folks, um, Please, please tap in to yourself and let yourself, spirit, guides, angels, whoever, tell you about your areas so that you can do better and get these things because they are sitting there for you. What is for you will not pass you by. The problem is half the time we don't even know what's for us. So (laughs) it's just collecting. And once you clear that passage, yo, the deluge will happen. I'm seeing that right now as I'm aligning myself. Stuff that I had questions to are just coming. I'd be like, you know, I really need to have a thing of a blah. And it's just like, boosh, I'll get an email. or I'll be on Instagram and something will come up. And I'm like, look at that. On time. Delivered. I appreciate you grateful keep it moving things can be easy y'all things can be easy well yeah 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 so yeah yeah Yeah. let's let's accept that let's 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 have that let's hold that yeah i mean (laughs) let's let's bring that into your collective I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing to say. Um, and and uh, don't be afraid if your spirit has to drag you, man. Just just sit there. I'm still thriving. Yeah, you're still thriving. You can you go thrive. You know, just sit just just sit down with your aunties and uncles, drink your tea, and let them tell you about yourself, and be like, okay, well, thank you, and uh, I'll get to work. Yeah, I uh, will get to work because, girl, I have. In the early years, when I first started getting into my church and really starting to hear from spirit from myself, girl, the yeah. drags. Yeah. And we weren't calling it draggings then or reads, but that's exactly what I for Phil. Phil. So that's why I was like, don't feel bad. My time. Yes, everyone has their time. Ooh, girl. I mean, one time, one session, I, I broke down. I said, oh, so, so. Like ugly cry. And they were like, don't be sorry, just change. <laughs> and I was like, ah! Pretty much. Yeah, I've been there too. You know, I just was like, okay, so you 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 pick up your 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 little sheet of paper of what you got in your homework. And you be like, I'll be back. And they're like, okay, girl, 
go have fun. We're here if you need us. We love you. We like love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking spirit. I swear, but man, the growth. I look back and I'm like, I'm proud. I'm very proud of me. I'm proud that I put in the work. I'm proud that I showed up. I'm proud that I did the uncomfortable because that's a lot of sitting of uncomfortable spaces and being like, yo, we uncomfortable right now. And they're like, yeah, it is. But that's where growth happens. That's where change occurs. And there's going to be a vacillation period, of course, because it's something new, you know? As long as you work through that and understand it and accept it that, mm, this might be a little bit of a challenge, but it could still be easy. And if it is easy, I accept it. And if it's a challenge, it's fine. I'm equipped to handle it. I'm equipped to do it. And if I need assistance, it'll come to me. But it's all about feeling worthy and accepting it in abundance. Woo-woo shit. Yeah, we got it. Okay. And on that note, follow us. I mean, because like, what else is there to say? Right? Um, Follow us, self-created podcasts. Mm-hmm. .com, self-created podcast at Gmail, mm-hmm. Instagram, the Twitters, Facebook. Ta-da. I'm Shanika, Shanika Pishi, Sebastian Harper. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just Google Shanika Pishi. I'm there. I'm JSN Simmons on Twitter, Janelle S. Simmons on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where, I mean, JSN Simmons on Twitter. I said Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Yeah, Twitter. but your last Instagram post is like when Erica was coming out in like March or April. With oh, it's bad. Post. I really am more on a stories, girl, because I like to, I like to be able to go hit, hit. So I, that's, that's on the list, y'all. I don't know when I will do better, but I'm planning on doing better. <laughs> I got some stuff coming up, so I'm working on that. So you might see some things. I'm actually working on my website. Um, oh yeah, um, and I, I just got a new um speed light for my camera. I know you don't know what that is, but um, dope. <laughs> you're like Whatever dope, it don't is. know. Dope. It's just like a attachable flat, like when I'm doing outdoor shots, so I have oh, a cool. big ass thing with me. But anyways, yeah, yes. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're out here, so um, but definitely hit us up on the socials for self created. Uh, we got some really dope things coming up. We're super. Yes. I know. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that more later. So yes. And um, also we're going to put this out there. If you, cause I know we're not the only podcast you listen to. If there is a podcast that you enjoy and you think we would be really good um, guest on, send mm-hmm. it to us. We're looking to, venture out and be guests on other podcasts and expand our reach and everything. So, you know, you, you see, you hear what we talk about all the time. So if there's something like, I'm still trying to get this one to get on some horror podcasts. Um, but yeah. if there's one that you really enjoy and you think we would be a bomb guest, send it to us so we can take a look and, you know, pitch ourselves. So that's kind of one of the things we want to do this year. We want to continue to grow. So we're bringing in some really cool people. Um, but we also want to start guesting. So we're going to shoot our shot this year. So hit us up. Yeah, please. Definitely. The worst they can say is no. So from I actually think the other the worst they can say is yes because then you have to do that shit. Um, okay, that's okay. Well, all right, I like that. Okay, cool. That's cool. My, but that's me and my 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 fear success showing up hot day. <laughs> Bless it. That I'm working on, still working on y'all. Oh, okay, folks. So on that note, until next time, rate, subscribe, review, like all of that good stuff. Yes.
All right. Bye. Bye.